0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Fresh cut grass. I'm back in my helmet, cleats and shoulder pads.
0: Standing in the huddle, listening to the call. Fans going crazy for the boys of fall. Hey
1: everybody, welcome to the fifth quarter with Coach Johnson. I'm your host Dave Johnson. Glad to have you with us tonight. Um, looking forward to <clears throat> talking about a game this weekend in uh, Nashville at the Tennessee Titans Stadium. Um, going to be a going to be a great venue. They're playing the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes supposed to be back. Uh, that's what we all uh, was hoping for when. This thing got started, so uh, we'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, talk a little bit about some college football and, and a little bit about the NFL. Uh, then we'll take a, uh, some questions. And, and I've got some questions to answer and stuff in a little bit. Who knows? You never know who might call in Talk a little bit. So <clears throat> we'll just jump right into some college football here. I know the biggest game of the week is going to be the uh, – uh, LSU Tigers traveling to Birmingham, Alabama, or not Birmingham, Tuscaloosa, I'm sorry, Alabama taking on the Crimson Tide. Um, I think they're ranked number one and two, at least in the AP poll or something. Um, so that's definitely got the, uh, playoff at State, they're both in the West SEC title up for grabs, both undefeated, um, I'm not gonna say, you know, who exactly uh the winner will play for the SEC title because I'm not sure that that's the case with Alabama still having to play Auburn, uh, LSU just beat Auburn. So it, there's a there's a lot to be uh a lot to play for out right there and there's still a lot of football to be played, but it's definitely uh gonna be uh the best game on Saturday in in my opinion. Um, you know, you want to see what college football is all about, big boys football. you you get ready to see it right there if you watch that. Um, there's still, I think, six, six maybe undefeated teams in division one. I. I know, uh, there was eight and I think two of them went down, Appalachian State, got beat by Georgia State, uh, was it Georgia Southern, Georgia State, somewhere like that same team that beat University of Tennessee. They've got some really good wins this year. Um, and then SMU, Memphis took them down. So, and I know Clemson's still undefeated. They're going to coast. They don't have any any teams on their team, the record sheet on their schedule yet with a winning record, I don't think. Um, Ohio State is going to have a couple of tough games. They're undefeated. Um I did see one poll where I've been saying it all along, I think they're the best team out there. I did see a, maybe a pre pre playoff poll or however they do that to right now that they would be ranked number one. And uh I think maybe Alabama two and I'm not sure from there, but uh LSU is definitely right there with Alabama. They're they're really good. Uh so you know they're they're really good. Um, I don't like I said. I, I'm this month sold on Clemson. They just haven't played anybody. I know. You know you can only play the people on their on your schedule, but you know this is not this is not women's football. This is uh, you know a lot of a lot of. Uh, to be played for. They play across the country. I know they, you know, across the nation, but uh, uh, they in the end, they They play their conference, but in the end, they're going to have to play each other in the playoff to win it. Uh, Ohio State plays Maryland this week, so no, that won't be this week, but I know for sure they have Penn State and uh, Michigan left, that, that being o- uh, Ohio State. And uh, like I said, I know but they're a, a really good team. Um, so, they. Uh, I'm, I'm interested to see – I've seen the Heisman uh, prediction, and they got two players in the top five with the quarterback and the defensive end linebacker slash whatever type of player you call him exactly. But I'm telling you, that guy is, is – the defensive guy is the real deal. He, he's really, really good. I watched him play. He's uh, he's probably the best, you know, maybe the best player in in college football. So, uh, you know, maybe a defensive player win it. The quarterback for LSU, they had him ranked number one. I think they had um, uh, Jalen Hurts, I believe, number two. Um, The quarterback for Ohio State, number three. Um the quarterback for Alabama, number four, and this defensive end guy as uh, number five, at least in the prediction for the Heisman that I see. So um it it's gonna be uh a good race to the end. Georgia beat Florida this past weekend, which gives Florida two losses, and Georgia only one. If they win win out, then they're most likely gonna well if they win out they're, they're going to play in the SEC championship, no, not most likely. Um, so, you know that that's still got a lot to to be said. I mean, you got uh, Georgia was eight, Florida was six, so they beat them. Um, I'm sure they're right back up there. You got like three or four SEC teams in the top eight right now, and you know there's no way that all. All They're going to beat up on one another and, um, you know, end up uh, knocking each other out. The teams that haven't played anybody, these undefeated records, are going to slide right in. So, Clemson, I mean, I think, I don't even know who they got left, to be honest. They're, it's looking like they're going to, to play. Uh, Virginia Tech, I believe, unless they're in the same side of that bracket for that ACC championship, um, because they're they're the two best teams in the ACC right now. Um, then you got Oklahoma. Uh, they've got that one loss. Baylor. They don't have a loss. Um, so there's still a lot of football to be played. A lot to be uh, played for. Um, I, I just think that the best game uh, is, is this coming Saturday, no doubt. I don't even know what time it starts. I, I don't keep up that stuff as much as I need to, I guess. But uh, there's so much going on, it's hard to. But um, that's definitely going to be a good game. Where you get a chance to, to watch it. Maybe it'll be a early game. We can find somewhere in Nashville to watch it uh, as we're going down on Saturday. So, I'm uh, looking forward to that. Um, in the, let's see. One other team. I'm sure if us, somebody else was going to talk about college or not. But um, the, uh, in the pros, there was only two unbeaten coming into this weekend, and that was the 49ers and the Pats and the Patriots got throttled Sunday night by the Ravens, Lamar Jackson uh, ran wild on them, punched them right in the mouth. I heard John Harbaugh. Uh, well, I didn't hear him say. I heard the announcer say John Harbaugh said that you know they hadn't uh, nobody tried to run over him, punch him in the mouth, and that's what they were going to do. And <clears throat> ended up, I watched the first half, and and they sure dominated dominated that. He also made the statement that. You know, they're, they were building a team to, to beat Pittsburgh and beat uh, New England in December. Well, everybody just remember this is just November. So um, there's a lot of stuff can happen. I said it several weeks in a row. I just don't think uh, anybody anymore in the NFL is going to go undefeated. Too much free agency goes on. way too uh, equal. You know, used to back in the day there, you know, you'd have a team like the 49ers would dominate for years and years and years. And then when they lost all those players, then they were terrible. You know, uh, same same way with the, the Colts. You know, they were good, good. Then they lost their players and they got Peyton Manning. Then they were good. And then, you know, he turned, left and Andrew Luck came. And they were decent, never was that great do and when he got hurt or left or was or was not there, they were terrible. I mean it's 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 uphill and down. It's it's free agency. It just keeps you from uh dominating like, you know, building these dynasties like that these teams have over the years where they, you know, went three or four straight or uh you know, like the Bills did went to four straight Super Bowls. So there there's a lot to be said about this uh you know, this free agency stuff, so I'm uh, uh just don't think anybody anymore will go undefeated in you know, in that league. And like I said, I, I could be wrong. I I really could. Um, but I I just don't see it. I just can't um put my you know, wrap my hands around it. To believe it uh, now, I do think the 49ers are really, really good. They got all them rookies playing along that front line. Um, they got a good running back. They got some good players. Quarterbacks playing pretty good. The defense is playing good, but we're going to see. I think this weekend, just exactly what the 49ers are made of. They play the Seattle Seahawks, which I'm not a fan of Seattle, but they. They have a good coach. They're playing really good right now. Um, I heard them say Russell Wilson had thrown twenty two touchdowns and only one interception. That uh right now he would probably be the M V P so, you know, that's a uh, that's a really good stat to you know, to go on twenty two touchdowns and one interception. That's that's unbelievable in any league, especially in the in the NFL, so uh, you know, I think we'll see this weekend um, just just how good they are. Uh, last week, I talked about how good I thought New uh, the Green Bay was, and dang if they don't get the crap beat out of them by the uh, the Los Angeles Chargers. I'm sorry, and uh, they they don't get it all here, you know. So I didn't even uh, have the Ravens. Um, in the, you know, probably the top ten. I didn't really know the record, but I can't even. I told Jim for that, and I said, wow, well, the way they're playing, what two teams beat them? Because they're like, well, they're six and two now, I think." So, um, you know, these these teams are, are, you know, starting to really step it up. Not just, you know, this year, but I mean, every year. I mean, you're, you're six and two in that league, seven and one, and of course. The Forty Niners, right? No, I mean this day and time. That's, I mean, you're doing something. You know, you're on pace to, you know, if you're six and two, you're on pace to, you know, wind up uh, twelve and four most of the time. That'll win you uh, the division and be the top seed in the uh, in the conference. You know, and uh, so that's a pretty pretty good stat. So. You know, and especially and um, if you're seven and one or eight, no. You know, just think if the forty niners can just win half of their games from here on out, you know, they're gonna be twelve and four. Last year I think they were three and nine, maybe, or four and eight. And you just look what a turnaround they they've had there, and man, I think they start four rookies along the front line. So um, you know, it's, it's – you say it's like women, but, you know, women's football. But, you know, it really is – I mean, you you, you got to take the players you have and you have to go play. And that's what, you know, I'm trying, trying to explain here with this free agency stuff. You know, there's only a certain amount of these good free agencies out there. And when somebody grabs them, then you can't get the next good person in line. It just goes on and on and on down the line. It's like the draft pick, you know. That, that what they think is going to be the best players up there, uh, you know. So, I know one thing that the Bosa guy, uh, and I'm not a fan of those Bosa boys, they play in Ohio State, but, man, they're good. Uh, they can sure enough play. Urban Meyer, he, he's probably the uh, second-best uh, coach in college football in my opinion behind Nick Saban uh he 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 knows no doubt he's he's the one that recruited the guy that's in the, the defense team, that's in the Heisman uh race right now so he knows and those boys can play I see where they got after Aaron Rodgers a bunch uh um, that was Joey I guess the other day but uh 49ers guy. I seen where they uh, got after Tyler Murray there the other day. And, uh, you know, I even seen where one of those may on been a linebacker run that Murray down out there in the flat one on one. I couldn't believe it. That's just unbelievable speed. So um, they they just have, to, San Francisco will just have to have a major meltdown not to, uh, you know, to really have a great. Great season and finished strong and turned uh, turned turn out to be the number one seed uh, in the NFC. I think that uh, this week is going to be the the game uh, between them and the Seattle Seahawks. Um, we're still not ready to wrap the Packers off just yet, and we can't forget about the. New Orleans Saints. I mean here you got Drew Reeves back. He's back healthy. Of course the Packers got Bay, uh Aaron Rodgers. And uh, he he he's Aaron Rodgers. I know he threw a pick early in, in the year to you know, maybe cost him a game, but that guy's still unbelievable. And uh, you know, he he can win games at about any point in time and so I would have to say that those are the four best teams in the NFC, in my opinion, right now, and that being the uh, uh, San Francisco 49ers, the uh, New Orleans Saints, uh, Seattle, Green Bay, probably somewhere along in that line. And then uh, um, in the AFC, I'm still, you know, it's hard to hard to say the Patriots still ain't the best team in the AFC. They got the best record. Um, then you got, uh, I know Mahomes is coming back, but man, their defense is just not that good. I'm telling you, their defense is just really, really, and uh, that being the Tennessee Chiefs, they're, they're sucking it up. Uh, so, I'd say the Pats, uh, the Ravens, the Chiefs, and I'll tell you somebody else playing good. I know they uh, had a chance to win the game when Adam and Adam litton missed it, but the Colts, they're playing pretty good. Of course, I think they did lose that Brissett guy, but uh, they beat the Chiefs. They beat some good teams. So they're, they were playing good. I'd say they uh, they've lost a lot of – they lost that uh, – the quarterback they might be in serious trouble. I don't know how serious his injury is, but uh you know, they they were really, really playing good. Um, I just don't know any any other AFC teams or oh, Buffalo. Buffalo's got a pretty good record. I'm not sure if they won this past weekend or not. They I think they had only lost two games up until this weekend, whatever happened. Uh, The Miami Dolphins finally get their first win. Um, You know, the Jets, they're just, I don't know, they're they're in a bad situation. Them and the Giants both. I was hoping that the Giants would be a little better. This guy, Jones, boy, getting some experience. He seems to look like a a pretty good caliber quarterback and, uh, you know, looks like he might be pretty good, you know, later, later on in his career. Um, uh, he's done a, seems to be doing a good job, so uh maybe they'll step it up, but they're not you know, they don't look too good. I know um, Dallas uh I quit watching after the first quarter last night and uh the Giants was winning ten to three and somebody told me they they went went on the throttle and pretty good. So uh I don't know. But, man, it's just so these teams are up and down each week, and that's what's so uh, crazy. And that you know, that's why I say the Forty Niners and and the um, and the Saints. They're man, they're just playing really, really good. Both those probably are the two best teams in the league uh, right now. And then I wouldn't doubt Seattle right there, maybe third place, even though they have a the couple. Losses, man. I can't. I believe Tampa Bay went out there and beat them pretty bad. I'm. I'm not sure. It's just crazy, you know. That's just. Uh, that's just part of football. That's part of this, you know, this free agency stuff. You get these players. Uh, a lot of it has to do with the injuries, you know. Um, I said it, you know, several times on here that New England's defense was good, but their offense didn't look too great. And dang for their defense don't get this run over and bowl it up. The offense still looked terrible. I mean, the Ravens give them the ball twice in the in the red zone, you know, and I think they only managed to get ten points out of it. Uh, so kick the field goal in the end of half to the score the touchdown. Just a lot of things that New England does just wasn't wasn't on par. I just don't think there's Good as as they have been offensively, and I think that's going to be, you know, uh, something that hurts them down the stretch. Maybe not. I mean, they do have the best coach in the league, and he he uh, most certainly will. Uh, you know, if anybody remembers last year, or they won the Super Bowl, they went to Kansas City, and uh, well, the, during the, during the regular season, maybe like third or fourth game, even. Um, I think they lost two in a row. And uh, Kansas City beat them like a drum, beat them worse than than what Baltimore did. You know, and everybody was thinking Bill's lost it and they're done and this, that, and other. And then, you know, what they do, the Jacksonville beat them really bad. Then I think they went out there and got beat. And then they go on to win the Super Bowl. So you got a coach like Bill Belichick and, uh, you know, able to adjust on the fly. You got all these. Tools at your disposal and, and everything they got it it's hard to count them out and uh, you know what like all those the main things I've named besides Kyle Shanahan everybody keeps talking about these young coaches young coaches young coaches but you look at the three of the top four teams I named off have have older tenure coaches and being Belichick and Sean Payton and. Pete Carroll, and of course you got uh Kyle Shanahan out there in San Francisco. So, you know, they, these these guys seem to seem to hang around and those are probably besides I think maybe John Harbaugh's been there. Uh their is the longest of any anybody's around. So that that says a lot when you got these veteran coaches with a lot of experience, Super Bowls. Found them lots of playoffs, lots of division wins, um, just lots of games played. Really know the personnel, you know. Um, I think that's one thing, the one thing I believe that helps New England through the year more than any other team is, man, they play so many people. I mean, they play like four or five running backs during every game. That way, so when one goes down, they're still you know, they're still on their uh, right team. you know, they never miss a beat. Another team, you know, you take, um, um the guy from, uh, New Orleans, he gets hurt. I mean, they're, they're in bad shape, you know, so, um, they're, it's, it's just odd, you know, the way they do things up there and, and, uh, they seem to seem to get it going there that way. We'll we'll see. I mean, I'm not I'm not sold on them either. I, I've been saying it all year I'm not sold on them. I'm not sold on anybody going in undefeated in this league. So, um, and I'm not saying they want to lose by any stretch of means, because you know nobody wants to lose. But you know, reality is it's the NFL, so um, it, it's it's going to be. Uh, going to be a tough day. A lot of people sure ain't feeling sorry for them, and I'm one of them. Uh, but, you know, it, it's football, and, you know, that's why you play the game. You never know. You know, we've seen upset in college football, seen upset upset, um, you know, throughout the, the pro football, even in high school and middle school this year. So, you know, that, that's why you play, and, uh, you know, it helps to, Helps to have these veteran coaches, a lot of veteran players. Uh, you know, where you got some experience under your belt and to, to get through all that. And uh, you know, I I like the fact. One thing I do like about San Francisco versus these other teams is they seem to be more aggressive, and I I like that. You know, of course, you got to have the players to be aggressive. Don't get me wrong. I mean. There's, there's only you only can do with what you got, but you know, they certainly uh, play play sorta of wide open and, and I like that and then they got a really good defense on top of that. So uh it should be a should be a good game on Sunday. Um speaking of the game on Sunday, like I said, between the Titans and the Chiefs, man, we're really looking forward to to going down there and um See in that game before we get to actually play, and um, you know, last year we went and they played the Colts, and it, uh, the game got flexed. That's how good but, uh um, you know that both teams were in. a matter of fact, it was the last game that was the next the last game Andrew Ruck ever played before he retired. So um, it, you know, I'm sharing that turn on. Uh, Waiting in the tunnel actually till they get off the field was was a great thing and you know it's um, when you especially you know everybody dreams man I mean you know I can remember as a kid watching watching football and and uh, the Dolphins who I loved and my mom my grandmother loved the uh, Colts and the Redskins and uh, my cousin was a big Cowboys fan, my brother was a Bears fan, and you know, everybody dreams of, of being, you know, when you play ball, and being the best and playing in that league, but the reality is, man, it's tough to get there. And, you know, for, the, for these women, uh, you know, they dream their whole whole lives about playing some of them, I'm put it that way, some of them dream just about playing, and then, you know, here comes the wrong women's football, and they get opportunities and, you know, for them to be able to share the field down there is is really just something that's uh, unbelievable and, and uh, you know, share the same field, be in the same tunnel as those guys and, uh, you know, recognize, you know, what greatness um, is and how hard it, you know, how hard you have to work to get that. I'm, I'm going to tell you something. Don't get me wrong. Some of these guys got natural born talent. They still got to work their tail off because when you to get to that level, you down <laughs> alone, just will not care. Cause there's a lot of people talented and, you know, it's like that Tyree kill. I don't know if anybody listening or was watching the highlight. I didn't get to see the game, but, um, somebody caught a pass or, uh, maybe ran a kick off a punt or something, but I don't know what happened. This guy breaks free. And, uh, he's outrunning everybody. Tyreek Hill comes out of nowhere and passes everybody to go down there and pat him on the back along the way. Uh, what what a talent that guy is. Now, he seems to be sort of a loose cannon off the field. I'm not sure what, you know, goes on with that, but, uh, and that's a shame, really, for a lot of these guys, how great they are. That You know, they can't uh, live, you know, just be grateful and thankful that they make it that far. You know, I the story Jim Peridman's story about the guy that plays fullback for Denver Broncos. And, you know, that's my kind of guy, just the modest, humble guy, really appreciative for the, uh, opportunities and the chances he's had. And He, uh, you know, just lives modest and big hunter and best things like that. So, you know, I got truly got respect for, for those guys, especially, but, um, You know, for these women to see these men and see how big they are. You know, here you think you got some uh, big players on your team and then you get over there. And, I mean, you know, there's nothing compared to them. So, it's going to be a great, great game uh, between the Colts, or the Colts, the Titans and the Chiefs, I mean. And as soon as they get through playing, uh, we're going to play the River City Sting out of Richmond. I'm not sure who's playing after us, if it's the Misfits or Dirty City, or Knoxville or the uh, Carmen Stanguards. Not sure who's playing directly after us, but, um, you know, it it is a good day for, for women's football. Like I said, not happy a lot about the situation, but nevertheless, it is what it is. It's going to happen, and. Um, you know it's almost here, and I'm sure their players are as excited as as ours are, and, and uh, you know we're ready to. You'll uh, see what we got. Oh, no, no doubt about it. Every every year in women's football is like a rebuilding year, and you know just like uh, high school, you lose all your seniors. Well, that's what women's football is us. It's every year it's a rebuilding you, know, you you lose all these players and you know, you replenish with these others and you know, then the work begins and you know, it's no no different than high schools and colleges and you go out and and college and you recruit these players and you hope they uh you hope they you know turn out to be something that they uh, matter than what they are. And, uh, you know, it's just, you never know, man. And, and that's just, you know, that's what I say about you know, women's football. It's a rebuilding. And, you know, here we are with a bunch of, going with a bunch of new girls, uh, a bunch of, a lot of green girls, never played before. I'm sure all these teams probably be in the same situation as us. But, uh, you know, we haven't had a lot of time to practice or work on it, just sort of through them together. So, I'm anxious to, you know, see what happens and get these girls out there on the field and and, uh, get started and let them get these jitters out and, uh, you know, hopefully iron some uh, kinks out of the way. So, um, we'll see what happens. So, um, Hey, we're going to do our little Q&A uh, session here. Uh, it's uh, brought to us by h Therapy.
0: Hi, I'm Brandy, owner of H&D Therapy. We are certified PEMF therapy as well as equine massage therapy with certifications in human, small animal, and equine. I have been using pulse electronic magnetic field technology for over 10 years. This technology is helping people and all animals with making their lives happier and healthier. h therapy helps all athletes of any sport by using PEMF to aid in enhancing their performance. PEMF therapy and achieving peak performance go hand in hand. When the athlete's muscles are at their best condition, peak performance is easier to achieve. We can help with improving energy, help pain management, accelerate healing, reduce inflammation, help strengthen bones, increase circulation, and increase oxygen levels in the blood and many, many more benefits to have a healthier body. Come find us on Facebook and the web at hndtherapy.com or call 865-456-1976 to make an appointment or get more information.
1: All right, Mandy. Well, thank you for that. Thank you, for. Uh, being a sponsor to the show and the team, and um, for all your hard work and helping us out. I know I had 40 minutes <laughs> of it myself this past weekend. I fell out of my dang truck a couple of times and messed up my knee. And he uh, worked on that and that thing. I couldn't believe It's hard to believe that, that it felt so much better after I got mean, out. I just hard to explain. I know you people don't believe when you tell them that. And it really did help it, and it's just continued to help it. So, And like I say, I believe it's a lot to do with today, but it gets the blood flowing back and added oxygen and stuff to it. But um, anyway, thank you for that, and thank you for your hard work and helping, helping us out. And uh, maybe we can, you know, help you grow your business there and benefit you and see what we've got uh, going on. Let me find these questions here. Um, you know, some of them. Let's see. and that one says, "How do you refocus players when they aren't being very productive in practice?" You know, that's that's a great question because, you know, with with a lot of new players, um, a lot of the veteran players. You know, there's there's a lot of downtime there because you're 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 trying so hard to get everybody up to the, to the same speed. You know, so there's when you're working with these green players, or new players, which, however you want to say it, or, or new players the organization, and you know the knowledge is just out there or whatever. When you're doing all that, you know, there's a lot of downtime uh, for these veteran players. So. You know, there's there's a lot of times you know things can just sort of get stale, and uh, you know, <laughs> for me, I don't I don't you know I try to keep uh, you know try to keep it straightforward and just keep it as it is and uh, you know tell it I'm a realist and, and you know call a spade a spade and uh, you know for me I you know try to keep try to keep everybody on the same page and it's hard and sometimes you have to blow a gasket and show you how in and uh, a little bit of everything. Uh, that's that's the only way I see, you know, it works. I know a lot of people take different approaches. Um but, you know, there it just it's a bad really this time of year is uh you know, when you're just in the early stages. I mean We haven't even had pads on the turkey times, you know. You've been having tryouts, and you've just been working on, um, you know, working on seeing what they got and getting people positioned and trying to get people up to speed. So there's a lot of downtime, you know, where you're just really throwing all this stuff, these new players, and some of them just can't comprehend it. Some of them can. And, you know, the the, the serious veteran players, you know, they'll sort of, Help them along, but the, they have to stay focused. You know, they have to stay ready. Uh, you know, for me, it's you step on that field. It, it's all about business. You know, it's like when you step across before we practice. They have a track. When you step off that track onto that grass, it it's all about business. You know, and I think if, if these girls can relate to that then you won't have this non-productive uh, practices and things that, you know, that you're talking about. But, you know, for me, it's, uh, you know, to try to keep it as serious as you can. But, you know, when it don't, you know, sometimes you have to uh, really uh, get after the situation and and, uh, get it. You know, get a hold of it, and get everybody back on the same page, and you know whatever that takes is is whatever we're gonna do. Uh, I know a lot of different coaches approach that different, and I've seen you know their teams, and you know they run the, the teams, run the coach, and all that and that just won't work here at all. So uh, another one says, how do you increase participation in a program? Well, I tell you, it, it, that's one of the toughest things. And, you know, if you're just talking about participation, if you're talking about, you know, help in general, man, uh, you know, we get girlfriends, wives, whatever the case has been. Uh, we get everybody we can to help when we can. Um, you know, it's tough. Uh, we don't have you know, very many coaches. Um, you know, I'd rather have it that way. No you know, that everybody's on the same page as to, you know, everybody's, everybody, what I've noticed is everybody's brother, everybody's husband, everybody's sister, whatever, everybody's a coach, you know, and they all want to, you know, they want to step out there and and start coaching, and, you know, a lot of them are really good help, and don't get me wrong, and I'm not poking at that, but, you know, some of them, you know, they just want to, like, come in, and try to take over the situations, and that just ain't going to happen here. You know, it's just not going to happen, and I just soon not have any coaches to, you know, to mess up what we got going on. I'm not saying everything we do is the right way or it can't be done better, but what I do know is it works, and it has worked for us, and and we're going to continue to uh, keep doing what we're doing, and I don't need – other people, uh, not that I don't want other people. It's just, you know, they have to be on the same page. They have to be humble. You know, they have to understand that, hey, you know, when you come in here, it's it's my way or the highway. And, you know, I know that sounds bad, but, you know, you just can't have different coaches teaching different things and pulling it at different ends and players, you know, just like, you know, a girl uh, asked last week about. You know the head coach telling one thing, and then another coach come along, you know, telling another, and you know that that just can't work. And you know, so there has to be one person in charge, and, you know, and they ha- everybody has to respect that. Everybody has to, uh, you know, fall under under those rules. You know, when you're a head coach, everybody under you is an assistant, and uh, you know, you give them, uh, you know, what you want done, and and that's what they do, not what they want done, and then they tell you. So um, that part of it, it's hard to find people to participate uh, for for a lot of those reasons. You know, it's it's hard to find other good help just because you know the commitment to you know the commitment to be serious, and you know we have had um a friend of ours for a long, long time. I've knew uh, Lori since well, Lori since I graduated school and I've been out for twenty, thirty, thirty-two or 30, thirty two years and and um uh, know her for that long and and uh she's uh, she helps us at uh, you know at all the games works the gates for us and sets things up and you go know, out there and takes care of stuff and uh you know it it's tough to find those kind of people that wanna be committed, you know. Uh we have the Puckets. Uh you know, they're um girl plays on our team that have been there a lot of help to us. The Sweeneys uh last year were a huge help to us. Um, you know, we got Amy Uto. She helps a lot, Them. you know, there's a lot of stuff. Um, you know, just got uh, uh D Smith, he, he helps us, you know, he he'll come out there and work against the players, he'll He'll throw out. He'll, you know, cover them. He helps us in whatever we need. Uh, another, uh, real place for us or center. Her dad is, uh, you know, he's just, uh, he's a helper of whatever it needs to be done. If it's picture taking, water boy carrying the game balls, working whatever, uh, he's there. And, and, you know, you certainly need a ton of those people. They're hard to find. They're hard to find that, you know, are willing to help and willing to do whatever, you know, here you got on game day and you're running around like chickens, your head cut off and all this stuff going on and, you know, trying to uh, find some help or, you know, somebody decides not to come because they're, uh, you know, whatever reason. It's tough. So, you know, it ain't just the players that you got to depend on. It's all the help. And, you know, to find these people that are willing to help and willing to, you know, stay dedicated and committed to it. It's tough. I mean, I, I see it everywhere we go. You know, I see it's as it's a big struggle. And and it has been with us as well. I'm not saying we're we got it all figured out by no stretch mean, we got a, a lot of work to do in that category as well, but it's really, really tough. I mean it's it's hard, it's just as hard as finding a uh, good serious good player. So you never know how things are going to turn out and, you know, you get people and they, they you know, willing to do whatever and then the next thing they want to do is start coaching and um, it, it's not a, it just don't work that way here. Uh, so, you know, again, we sort of, you know, got right a way we do things and, and I like to do them that way and, and uh, I know they work and it uh, may not always be the prettiest or may not always sound the best, but the end result is is, uh, is what I like to say. It, it's definitely tough to keep people uh, going, uh, participating in the program, not only players. So another one says, what, when you have a tryout, what are you looking for in a player? You know, uh, honestly, when we have a tryout, of course, they call them tryouts. It's really not a tryout. It's more or less like a workout, but, you know, I want to see really two things. I mean, seeing how fast somebody can run the 40, that's okay. That's pretty good. I mean, you get to know if somebody's got breakaway speed, but, you know, I want to see how fast they run the 20. I want to see you know, how good they can really move, how good they can backpedal, how good they can slide side to side, move from, you know, sideline to sideline, you know. You play defense, you got to play sideline to sideline. I mean, that's just all there is to it. And uh, you got to be able to move laterally. And, uh, you know, as far as receivers, you know, you definitely got to be able to catch the ball. Now, again, speed always helps, but, you know, to be a great receiver, you don't have to be fast. I mean, I've seen girls that can really run but can't catch a lick, you know. And, you know, it's more or less if you got to, you know, if you run good routes and can catch the ball, you can make a, a, a good receiver. So, you know, I definitely uh, look for that, for the feet, for the feet work and uh, be able to, you know, to push off and, uh, break out those routes and be able to use your hands not only to catch the ball but to get open. You know, to uh, you know, a lot of times refs don't call all this stuff and you get locked up on these uh, defensive backs or they get locked up on you. You got to do something to uh, get free. So you know, a lot of that, a lot of that stuff is, you know, you see that when you uh, when you're having these tryouts. I know. Last year, not this 2020 season, 2019 season, uh, we had these tryout workouts and, and uh, you know, got some girls from some other teams. And, you know, I see this one girl come in, and I'm like, wow, you ever, you know, you ever caught to new catch? Well, I don't know, it really happened, you know. And we made a tight end, however, you know, uh, so – you start to see you see things like that that really helps you and gives you an idea to uh, where to put people. You know, I know in women's football, it's uh, especially is you know you can't just put people in certain positions because of size, and you know you got to uh, go for speed and uh, certain things, and you know some of them just can't play anywhere but the line because they're so slow or they can't catch, so it 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 does give you an idea, or at least it gives me an idea of, of where, yeah, naturally, I, I want some girls that can really run a blaze down a 40, that would be great, but you know, also, I'd rather have a bunch of girls that, you know, maybe not as fast in a 40, but are quicker, that can, uh, you know, have good hands, that can really move side to side. Uh, you know, because women have to play a lot of meat uh, off with the it. So I learned a lot from it, to be honest with you. I learned, uh, you know, I learned how to, uh, what I'm looking for. I'll say that, when, uh, you know, out of a player. And I can, I can sort of tell in, you know, the first few minutes of how good they are. And, you know, say some of them So I ain't healthy and I didn't have a good but you get an idea and that's you know, for me that's that's about the best thing I can do is get an idea and then and, you know, we start throwing them the ball or, you know, you think they make the running back and then you start learning them, you know, the holes and how to hold your hands and take the ball and you know, a lot of these girls have never been taught how to how to step and Uh, There's just so much that goes into it. I mean, people really don't realize. I mean, I I understand. You know, it's it's just hard to imagine how much, you know, you see these pros and college teams on a normal basis practicing and and, uh, on Sunday or Saturday you see them running all this stuff and you say, wow, man, how can they remember that all? Well, they practice about four or five hours every day, you know, that, that's how they do it, and you know that's that's the one thing that we're lacking here with the women's game is the ability to be able to practice as much as we would all like to, and to get you know to get everybody there. So, and um, we do the best we can with what we got. That's just you know our motto has been, and, uh, you know I tell people all the time we can't coach you through there. You know, that's just all there's to it. So that's, you know, with everything, it ain't just this team, that's in every team. So there's a, there's a lot to be said and what you can learn uh, from both trials. So uh, let me see what else I've got here. Um, let me, um, all right, let's see. These are players talking about. Uh, this is players. that says one says, "What kind of players succeeded in uh, your program?" Well, you know, I'd say after uh, the butcher and they got Sunday, uh, a lot of them are gonna say probably not too many. But you know, honestly, it, for me, I, I said it there earlier: it's taking that field, has being serious, and and not only holding yourself to higher standards, or accountability, but holding your players to accountability. You know, um, when, I, when I was a, I will say this, when I was a, a sophomore, if my coach would ask me or ask the team who the meanest player on the team was and who the toughest player on the team was, I most definitely would have kept my mouth shut. For one, I was too shy, and I was a sophomore, and, and I'm nowhere near the toughest or the best meanest or anything like that on the team. Uh, now, as a, as a junior, I might have said that, but definitely as a senior, I would have probably tackled it. You know, I most definitely felt I was the meanest, toughest, best player on that team. That's so much, you know. You just it's hard to it's hard to believe that. This game is so much different than, than men's, you know. And and you know, I find it. Um, you know, you you see these girls leading by example. Nobody wants to be a vocal leader out there that challenges everybody. That you know, rises to the case and takes wants to take the uh, wants to take the wheel and run with it. it, it it's crazy. I, you know, I strive to be the – wanted to be the best player. You know, I wanted – found a shadow of a doubt for, you know, if they ask my coach who the best player was. I wanted to be that player. Um, I, I don't see that in football. I don't see it on this team. We had a good team last year. we got got uh, maybe a good team this year. Who knows? We're, we're still uh, right now a work in progress. Uh, but I just don't see – um any any of these players just wanting to be that player, you know, and and that's that's hard for me. It really is hard for me. So, you know, to, to answer the question direct, what kind players player succeeds, I mean hard working hard working, hard nosed players definitely uh be able to uh do things my way. Uh, be able to take the criticism, good and bad from me. Uh, be able to uh take the butt chins. You know, we're we're are you getting a funk? I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you we're in the funk. I mean everything's not just uh here, you know, all the time. Uh, you know, it's never that way in the real world, it's never that way at your job or, or anything. you know, as long as you um uh, as long as everybody lets you know what it is or nobody ever fixed it, you have to, be able to fix it. So, you know, it's, it's tough. You got to have thick skin. I'll say that to, to succeed here. You got to be willing to, um, you know, to dedicate yourself to, to practice and accountability. I do myself, you know, and I make mistakes and, and, uh, you know, I try to learn from them as well. Um, and, and hope these girls do, but, uh, you know, if you're going to succeed here, you most definitely, uh, you better have thick skin, you better be ready to put your nose to the grindstone, and, and uh, you better be able to take criticism, good and bad, when it comes your way. So that's definitely uh, a plus when it comes to that. So uh, let's see. While these players asking about, you know, how to how the feeling. Uh, some stuff, you know. And, you know, a lot of, I uh, talked to, you know, a lot of these players, and, the, you know, we've got girls on our team from 17 to, you know, over 40. And and uh, and these, these older girls are, are tend to be our best players, you know, play more minutes than anybody. Um, so we got a big variety there. Um, you got a bunch of uh we'll say you've got a bunch, but when you've got some young girls, you've got a lot of immaturity, and uh, you know, you've got some of these
0: well, they are
1: moms, you know, they're moms on the team, some of these women have three, or four or five kids, and, and uh, you know, like I said, before they have husbands, and, and uh, kids to take care of, and a lot of them take care of their family's kids, and, and a little bit of everything along the way, so you know, it's, it's tough, but you know, the one thing is, is, you know, that these, these young kids are, and it's hard for me to used to, because they are just like kids and, you know, they want to pout and <clears throat> throw them a fit or something like that. And, uh, you know, then they want to take offense when one of these, uh, other older players that, you know, had, had kids. And, you know, some of them have kids that old and, uh, you know, want to try to help them. They want to, you know, get more of an attitude. You know, to get to get better at anything, and I, I'm talking about anything. You got to have an open mind. You got to have an understanding that you're not the best. That you know, you can learn, and um, there has to be. You know, I'm I'm gonna give them that tough web. I can assure you that. So there has to be somebody you know willing to to give them this software, but they've got to be able to uh be the kind of person that can take it you know not a um, not have a bad attitude and shrug sure everybody off and because everybody's just got the best interest at heart you know we're out there to play football I've seen that uh with a lot of kids you know and uh, you know i I wonder how they how they do that themselves is you know how do they um how do they approach that? And it's a tough situation because, you know, these kids today have been raised so much different than uh, I was when I was a kid. And believe it or not, I was a kid. And uh, things are just so much different than they were then. So, yeah, I talked to these players and, you know, and they're like, hey, man, this, just from hearing, blah, 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 that, man. You know, we see it on other teams. It's you know what I call it respect. I mean, you can have respect for yourself when you're out there throwing these temper tantrums and fits, maybe because you got beat or uh, you don't like the play call or whatever the case may be. And you know, you're representing you're representing the team you play for. You know, you're representing me. Uh, everything that you do actually got right to be me. Uh, so I'm calling the shots and everything. You can, you do everybody's reflecting. It reflects on me. Everybody's looking at me. So uh, it's definitely, uh, you know, if you're a young person, uh, look up to these older people. They definitely have learned, lived and learned, most likely, but through the situation you've been in and can really help you out. So uh, I hope that helps you out there a little. It's a tough tough situation, tough question, but uh, I did the best kid how to answer it there. Some of these are just uh, you know, how, how players can you know, get better. So, you know, what one one here is like, you know, how can uh, uh, you know, how can you learn to read the plays and stuff better? Well, first of all, is you get there, you know, like, this particular person asked this question here. You got your job. You got to remember uh, when you do uh, when you do your best work, and you got to mix a bunch of colors and stuff of that nature. You got to remember what that recipe is. So you got to remember how much stuff goes here, there, blah, blah, blah. Well, in football, you start seeing this formation. And then you recognize that formation. So after watching film or whatever, you see that formation. Then you got to try to decipher what plays they run out of that formation, what plays they run on certain downs. You know, all that stuff comes into play. And if you're out there, it's, I mean, you got to diagnose it so quick it, it'll make your head spin. And it, it's it's tough to do. And it takes hours and hours and Years and years of practice and studying and and all that to learn it. I'm not saying that it can't be learned, uh, because I've learned it. You know, I know uh, in the rope and, in the team roping world, a big thing is you know how how good you can uh, be is, is learning these steers. Now you say well, that's crazy. Well, here's the deal: you gotta you know you gotta a uh, rope and and they'll be. You know, probably uh, two or three hundred steers there. And uh, you may not see them very often. Well, you know, you can, some of them will have their tags. I have a 21 in its sear. You see it and you say, okay, 21, well, it really runs. And then you might remember uh, uh 51, and uh, you look at it and it don't, it don't run too good. So you remember it don't run. And then you know the rest. You try to figure out something that that particular steer why it stands out. Was it because it's fast or was it because it's slow? And then the rest of them are just sort of right in between there. Now, if you don't have it, fifteen or twenty or twenty-five, then you can sort of remember whatever single one of them did. But otherwise, I always just try to remember what they did as far as. uh if they were, you know, match the rest of them, or if this particular one was really slow, or if this particular one was really fast, uh, exactly what I've, uh, you know, what it would consist of, because you know you get three or four hundred steers there, and uh, they don't run that often, so you're not seeing them as much as you'd uh, like to, and you can, uh, you can get a, you can get a feel for how they run. You can kind of find the fans and, and know when you know what they're gonna do and so it, it's it's sort of on that line is you gotta watch it enough, you gotta see it enough, uh you gotta pay attention and practice. Uh you know, it's like when we were talking and working uh, you were working on Sunday day, you know, about setting up defense and stuff. It, it's all that kind of stuff is how you learn to uh, read it, you know, dissect plays and uh, how you want to take approach. And then also, it's the down and distance. You know, first down and 10, every play you have is is open, you know. Then all of a sudden, second and 10, well, then all of a sudden, the plays are not all that, you know, you have open. Well, then it's third and 10. So, pretty much tells you doesn't want to try to throw or spread you out or or get unit to an athlete. So you got to be looking for something like that. You know, fourth and ten, naturally, so, you know, you got to be fantasy. Are they going to, uh, you know, pun or, or a fake pun or whatever that situation is? So you got to dissect that stuff just real quick. And, you know, it's got to be in the back of your head. Oh, you see it. Oh, I remember seeing that on film. They did this, they did that. So, there's a there's a lot to it. I mean, you know, with two or three years of, of playing with with all the uh, with the non practices that we get, it's it's tough. You know, I see I see players that have been playing. This is the uh, sixth year. Just just now starting to really really grasp the game, and uh, that's that's what I'm talking about. Six years, but now in that six years, we probably haven't practiced what they did in one or two years. So, the experience, the seeing, uh, the hands-on, all that's not there like it, uh, you know, would be in in the mid game. So, there, there's a, a whole lot to it. And I know um, it, it can be done. Don't get wrong. I, I feel like you know you can you can uh, figure out a lot of times what they're, you know, what they're going run by their formation and, and, you know, being common sense wise by the down and distance and and all that. So there's there's a lot to be uh, said, a lot of work to be done, but a lot of really paying attention. I mean, it goes right back to when you step on that field, go with the purpose, be out there for a reason and be out there to understand what you have to do to get better, you know, what you have to do to win, what do we have to do to work as a team, what do we have to do, you know, to be the best team. So there's, you got to have a purpose. you got to have a reason. Uh, I think if you do that, you'll, you'll be uh, way better off and uh, you'll get uh, far. So, I'm going to answer one more question here. Uh, let's see what I can find. something am finally here. Some I'm uh, uh, trying to get to next week. I've been having to get up real early on my new job. A lot of times we go places, and I left to do something this morning and, and never did go back to sleep. So we're trying to find one more question here. So. Uh, well, this pertains sort of the question. What's the best way for a safety or DB uh to read the play? But you know, they go back to and it's a good, you know, is the if the uh, when you running backs are lined up, that's, that's a good, you know, observation and quarterback Anderson, you know, how can you help your teammates as well it says Communication. I mean, there's there's going to be one player on that defense that has a has a better idea of what that play is going to be than anybody else. Um, So the communication is huge. You know, then then you got once everybody starts getting up to that same speed of how the play is going to be or go. Then you can really, really start uh, you know getting together, getting on the same page. You know, as soon as that ball snap, getting to those points because you know the ball is gonna to be to a certain location, you know. Seeing that enough, you know, some teams uh you know, run under center the whole game, some run under shotgun game the whole game. Uh, you know, it's picking that up, you know, I seen uh it was, well, it was a high school game. We was watching a high school game, you know, and uh, telltale, Sam, was the announcer said it before the game started that uh, they only went under center when they was going quarterback sneak. You know, and sure enough, they only went under center uh, three or four times, and I think they did throw it time under center, I think, just to throw it. But, you know, most times when they moved out of that shotgun, up there under center and they were going to run the ball quarterback sneaking. So, yeah, I mean, that's stuff you can learn to pick up. You know, you can learn by the receiver going in motion. You can learn by, you know, some people say, you know, some receivers, you know, I heard them say about some of the pro players, you know, that a lot of the other pros that say, oh, he kicked his hand because, you know, he'd move his finger a certain way when he was gonna get the ball. And, you know, that might have been true. I don't know. But, you know, that's stuff you can look for. Uh just broaden you know, broaden your knowledge of the game, watch a bunch of it. That that helps as much as anything. Uh be real when you do, uh always be realistic to yourself, you know, knowing when you know you gotta work hard, put in harder work. Uh, to get to where you were or get to where you want to be. Um, all that stuff comes into play. Um, you know, it's, it's a tough game. Hey, if you don't think it ain't tough, you just go left and in your face as they were cruising right along. And they ran up on the, the Baltimore Ravens, and they just took it to them. So it's, it's a tough game, you know. And those those teams watch film upon film on film. Then you got you got players that uh, you know, are trying their best and you know, to keep you from happening. I mean, so it's a tough tough gig. So, you know, maybe uh you know, maybe that'll help you out. I don't know. Uh you know, like I said, just get more reps, you know, get the knowledge, broaden your knowledge, uh, paying attention more practice, you know uh be serious. Go out there for a purpose. You know, so uh that that's you know, that's how you learn it. You know, I can tell you a lot of times where I think the ball's gonna be and sure we all get fooled at time to time and uh it happens but uh, for the most part I can and uh you know we just gotta keep keep our nose to the grindstone, you know. That's all there's to it to play for my team. Uh, we got to keep our nose to the grindstone, take it serious, work hard every day. We haven't won anything. Uh, we're not owed anything. We're not guaranteed anything. And that's with every team. So, uh, really looking forward to the opportunity this weekend, not just for us, but for women's football. I hope that every team shows up with the proper class that, uh, you know, uh, these that the women deserve to put out there uh, to be seen. So I'm hoping that, you know, every, everybody can do the same as us and, and good luck to everybody. And I uh, hope it's a good game and, uh, me uh, rooting for women's football, uh, me rooting for the Sky city standard. We're, uh we're going to try our best to, to win that thing and, uh, come home victorious, and, uh, set our season off to a good start. Uh, we'll see what happens, but, uh, Thank everybody for listening. Thank B J for uh, doing the show and uh, donating their time to women's football. Sport that's growing. Hope we can all get it on the same page one day, get it to where we need it to be. It'll only happen through hard work and dedication. I can tell you that, and the commitment to uh, to see things done the same way. Uh, Looking forward to uh, maybe one day being a part of it, but uh, who knows? We'll see. Looking forward this weekend. Uh, Good luck to all the teams, and uh, hope to see you there. Till next week, I'm Coach Johnson. We'll talk to you later.